You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, numerals 1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15. Well, Ulysses, we had a quite an eventful weekend uh, a couple days ago, or over the weekend, I should say, as our second annual Locked on Rays podcast league draft is in the books. All 432 picks took about two and a half (laughs) hours or so. I should note the first overall pick was Mookie Betts. The last overall pick was, you guessed it, a Rays player, Andrew Kittredge. Um, Once again, I did not land any Rays players. Got a lot of enemies as in uh, Christian Vasquez, Giancarlo Stanton, Jamison Tyon. The list goes on and on. I meant to get some rays, but again, teams above me just swoop in and take them. And I have no option, but to take Yankees and Red Sox and Orioles and Blue Jays and so on and so forth. But man, it was a really fun time. We, we broadcasted the draft on locker room, had a lot of our draftees involved with that and looking forward this year, looking forward to kicking everybody's butts. I'll, I'll put it that way. How, what was your, your proudest moment during that draft? Because yeah, it was fun and we had a great conversation. Honestly, like people that were there, they can they can attest to this. We were there for two and a half hours almost. It was yes. crazy, it, but it was really really fun. Even a couple of locked on hosts jumped up and and, and uh, joined us, and they could actually give us some insight into the Padres and the A's respectively. But what was your proudest moment during that fantasy draft? Did you get your guy? And you're like, yes, this is this is gonna be good. I've got to be honest. There were a lot of times where the team above me or a team too picked above me swooped in and stole my pick. So I did feel a little bit disappointed in that sense. I will say again, I know this is blasphemy considering this is a raised podcast, but where I got John Carlos Stanton in the draft, I feel pretty good at. Okay. I think I got him like maybe around 80, 90, 100 and so forth. I will say I'm a little bit concerned a little bit concerned about my pitching staff. I think I waited a wee bit too long to get um, some pitching help there. Like my best starters right now looks like Chris Bassett, John Means, Mike Soroka. And there's a lot of, a lot of other teams have some aces Mm. and and some dogs in there, but maybe if these guys can stay healthy and I can work some maneuvering, um, I'll, I'll wind up. I think we're both there. I think we're both there on the pitching. My, My pitching, Kyle Hendricks, Lamette, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Alex That's the thing. Cobb. I wanted I, I felt robbed a lot of times because there was we've talked on this podcast about getting Marlins pitching and how good the Marlins could be with their pitching staff. And I wanted to draft Sixto Sanchez, couldn't get him. Alcantara couldn't get him. Pablo Lopez couldn't get him. There were others I couldn't get 
as well. Um, I should note too, we already have our first trade as well. Not a day yes. after the draft, and we already have a trade as Gainesville Gators is offering uh, or offered Chris Archer to the Archers for Jake Odorizzi, and I assume that trade will go through. Also, I did a count. I don't know. I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, how many raised players do you think were drafted in this thing? 18-team uh, team. 18-team league, then probably All raised fans. 22 uh 37 raised players drafted basically the entire 40-man roster 17 batters and 20 pitchers oliver drake was drafted nick anderson was drafted brent honeywell was drafted brennan mckay was drafted and your boy wander franco got drafted because you picked him up at a pretty good value i would say at pick number 248 Thank you. Thank you for doing that. That, that research is, is incredible. Yeah, I got I got Wander Franco. I got Mike Brasso. I got Vidal Brujan because you never know. I'm really proud of Jake Cronenworth. He's going to provide some yeah. flexibility there, second, first, and shortstop. So that's nice. But yeah, it's uh, Brian Moran was my guy too. So I got them yeah. all. I got one pitch in, you know, in Brian Moran. Hopefully he does get the call up sometime in, in this year. They're going to need some pitching. He can uh, perform for me. But my other guys, you know, whatever. Maybe we can turn it into a keeper league. And now I have Wander. And, yeah, not uh, doing Vidal. that. Absolutely not turning Let's it into a keeper league. You know, well, <laughs> I would not do that after the fact, especially after you got Wander Franco and Vidal Brujan and so on and so forth. I do wonder which team has, I did not look this up, but which team has the most raised players on the roster. I counted one team with eight. So I'm, that, that's probably around the barometer, eight or nine. It's probably Chase. Like probably Chase. Yeah, Chase. The... He took he took Mike Zanino in like the third round. Yeah. So I did not crazy. really. Un, again, he's big Florida Gators fan. <laughs> Got the Cape Coral love, everything like that. But again, uh, this is something we'll be doing a callback to throughout. And uh, we had a great time on Locker Room. And, and we will be uh, back on Locker Room again probably sometime this weekend as a game is going on, peeping in, checking in, and talking about uh, Rays baseball while the game is going on. So stay tuned for that. All right, coming up next, we've got our takeaways, what we learned from the weekend, observations, and so on. But first, we've got to tell you about one of our good friends, Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D. O-N. Okay, Ulysses, uh, what did you learn from the weekend? Takeaways in baseball world. Just, couple days. just like us, we were setting up our, our roster for Fantasy League. Uh, you know, Cash and Company did the same thing over the weekend um, by sending down Chris Mazza, Trevor Richards, and Josh Fleming. Um, they were optioned down. They did not make the opening day roster. Um, now we basically have the 26 man roster because even though there are 28 people now left in that roster, two of them are going to start the 
the season in the on the 10 day injured list, which is Brett Phillips and Jimon Choi. So let me go down to the list of everybody that made the team, starting with the pitchers, 14, uh, Chris Archer, Castillo, Fairbanks, Glasnow, Hill, Kittrich, McHugh, Reed, Rowe, Sheriff, Springs, Thompson, Waka, and Yarbrough. That's the pitching catchers, Mejia, Zunino, infielders, Adamas, Brasso, Diaz, Lau, Sutsugo, Wendell, outfield, Rosarena, Kiermaier, Margot, and Austin Meadows. So uh, I think there were uh, a bit of a, of a struggle there for the two, three spots in the bullpen. I'm surprised it didn't go with the, the, the longer arms in Richards and Fleming, but with the off days, you can keep those guys in the alternate site, stretch them out to 70 pitchers or so, and then you can go with the shorter relievers for, for the first two homestands because it's just three games, off day. Three games, off day. So you might not really need to, to have that much length uh, with that much rest. So basically, the 26-man yeah. roster is now set, Kevin. You, you forgot the injured list too. Seven guys on the injured list. More injured <laughs> list course. guys than infielders on the roster. Nick Anderson, Jalen Beeks, Yanni Torinos, G-Man Choi, Oliver Drake, Brett Phillips, and Colin Pochet. Uh, looking at this roster, and again, don't freak out about Josh Fleming not being on the roster. He will get plenty of opportunities. In fact, he'll probably at some point pitch over 100 innings this year. There's going to be, I think, a string of 30 games in 31 days. So he will yeah. get his opportunities as a bulk guy or a starter, like, let's not worry about that at all. It's just about kind of working out the arms for the first couple series and going from there. Although I do think, again, not saying I'm unimpressed with the roster by any means, but I just go back and think, um, you know, looking at the pitching side of things, it would be intriguing to see Jose Alvarado in there, to see Aaron Sleegers in there, to see John Curtis in there. And how the bullpen would shape up, especially with the absence of Nick Anderson. But of course, we know what the Rays are doing. So hopefully Sheriff is able to continue his success. Maybe they found something in Jeffrey Springs. Andrew Kittredge, a great story, great opportunity for him coming back, signing on a minor league deal. He was an afterthought when the Rays had signed him. He goes back, reworks his contract and uh, makes the major league roster. And let's remember, I mean, before he got injured, Last year, he was pitching pretty well, and he has a very live fastball and, and a guy that I think could really be integral to this team as well. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like um, there, I there definitely is a void without Nick Anderson there and, and some of the guys that they let go in the offseason. It seems like as of right now. Anyway. It, it looks thin on paper, I think. And not maybe thin is the right word, but – not as not heavy as hitter as, as maybe, yeah. and maybe it's because of the familiarization of the names and everything. Like, look, you'd rather have Jose Alvarado's stuff than Ryan Sheriff's stuff. Let's be honest. A hundred percent. But I think, you know, let's, let's take a guy like John Curtis or Aaron loop. Uh, we, you know, yeah. they, or even Sleekers, you know, they, they did a really fine job last year. And by the end of the, the year, you understood where their quality was and, and how good they could perform. And, and ultimately, they had a really good season. Let's let's hope let's hope uh, that McHugh has a really good season, and, and Cody Reed can have really good stuff, and maybe Ryan Sheriff does 
work something out in, in Springs too. Maybe they, they found something in Springs and what he can do. Uh, he didn't really look particularly well on his last outing, like giving up three right. runs in an inning plus, but uh, you know, maybe they have something there. And, and, and so that he can become the next John Curtis uh, in Aaron's leaguers. So uh, it does, but it does look, I get what you're putting down. It, it doesn't look a little bit less of a heavy hitter, pitching staff than last year and and you can even include obviously the 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 starters in there too right i mean if you can compare the 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 five of this year to the five of last year it's uh, it's unreal it's unreal that the, the difference at least you know rich hill how what can he give you you know this year chris archer what what chris archer are you getting well what's interesting too with this is i read a report that we could see some tamden starters in here like we could see Ridge Hill and Chris Archer pitching that number three spot together. And that opens up an opportunity. Maybe down the line, we see a combination of Michael Walker and Josh Fleming, something along those lines, it, 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 or Colin McHugh and, and Josh Fleming. There's a lot of combinations and possibilities here, which does excite me a little bit too. It does, but we could even see that rather quickly because they're both pitching today. Rich Hill and Chris Archer, one in the training site and one in the actual spring training game. So by doing that, now that they're pitching on the same day, they're actually scheduled uh, to start game three, both at the same day. So if they piggyback, the question is, who is going to be the home, on, home opener starter? Because Chris Archer. Chris Archer. Okay. 100% Chris Archer. Chris Archer. 100%. Yes. Okay. Because it doesn't Former make sense Ray. to have... Glass now or Yarbrough because it doesn't match on normal days rest unless they want to do something quirky with Glass now or Yarbrough and, and mess their their timing, which I don't think they are. It's either Archer, Waka or Hill. And I am like you. Yes, I do think Archer definitely has the lead in there for for that home opener. Yeah, I think eventually he might be used uh, behind an opener and so forth. But I think as far as um, you know, if, if you're, if you're doing the tandem starter deal with Chris Archer and Rich Hill, I would think that Chris Archer, because of, and again, just because of the cachet and the salary considerations, you maybe give him a little bit of more of a top billing there and, and give yeah. him that for his confidence and, and boost him up a little bit, gas him up a little bit. Uh, anything else from the weekend? No, that, that was that was basically what I wanted to, to put out is, you know, the 26 men roster is, is set. Let's see who ends up having the, the hope, home opener uh, as a starter. And I agree with you. It's a little bit light on the pitching staff, but hopefully the, the names that we have question marks next to, they can perform uh, as the ones that had question marks last year, like the John Curtis and Aaron's leaguers. They can do the same thing. Yeah, those guys weren't even really on the radar last year, so... Again, the same thing could happen this year. Look, Brian Moran might get his opportunity at some point. I would not be surprised if that happens. Uh, We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, I said, tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. So many different flavors too. 18, 19, 20 different flavors to try, and they are all extremely delicious. And we implore you to go try some for yourself. So go to builtbar.com or check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code locked15, L O C K E D, the numerals one five, to get 15% 
off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com to try and experience the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Okay, Ulysses, getting to my takeaways. Um, first off, did you read the annual Q&A fluff piece between Mark Topkin and Ray's owner, Stu Sternberg? Uh, you know what? I had it on my calendar uh, and then uh, I scratched it off. So no, I haven't read it okay. yet, but I, but I want, but tell me, should, should I even yeah. read it or, or are you going to summarize it for me? How about this? I can just summarize it. I can give you the TLDR oh. version. I can give you the Cliff Perfect. Notes version for the quiz later on. Uh, He is now a full-time St. Pete resident. He loves Milano cookies and date almond cakes. Uh, He learned how to use AirPods during the pandemic. He, of course, uh, he has a lot of money, so he frequently flies in lobsters from Maine, deli items and bagels from New York to his St. Petersburg home. Uh, He's eaten more fish than he could ever imagine since moving to Florida. Uh, Post-COVID pandemic, he hopes to travel again to Japan and or Italy. Uh, According to him, I don't know if this is true or not, but St. Pete and I guess Tampa Bay area, Chinese food is terrible. It's, quote, a vast wasteland out there. But the pizza pizza is pretty decent. Um, By the way, have you had – you've been – you're a world traveler, so to speak. Have you been to New York? Yes. Yes, I have. Have you had the Chinese food in New York? Uh, once it wasn't bad. Okay. But it, it wasn't like change your life Chinese food. Like, oh, I, you, you can't have Chinese food unless you're in New York. That is like, it's blasphemy, basically. Let me tell you, I did not feel like, you know, Chandler Bing in a very nice loft, yeah. you know, apartment, you know, while eating it. I can tell you that much. No. Right. I, I feel like, look, it's, everybody is so transient. Everybody's moving all over the place. Like, you can find good food anywhere. You can find good food yes. in the Midwest. Like let's, of course. you can find good food in small towns. I feel like uh, if he really searches it out, he can find a half decent Chinese food place. Hell, if you want to fly it in from New York, from Manhattan, Look. go ahead and do that. that. If that's your prerogative, fine. But like this idea that, oh, you can't have a bagel or pizza or Chinese food or lox unless you're in New York City, like, oh, no, don't even indulge it's, then. Like, to me, that's snobbiest. ridiculous. It, yeah. It's the snobbiest thing. Yeah, yeah. But was there a, even any baseball talk between Topkin and Stu or just, you know, talk about baguettes and, 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 and bagels? Uh, and sort lots. of a little bit of a baseball slant here uh, in taking a not-so-subtle shot at the St. Pete mayor uh, when asked – uh, by Topkin to Stu, any recent celebrity sightings? His reply is, quote, how about the mayor of St. Petersburg? That's as close as I have. Oh, man. Wow. There we go. Well, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Christman won't be as big of a celebrity once he's out of office in a year or so, whenever his term <sighs> and duty officially yeah. ends and we can finally move on and find some uh, solution or solutions to the uh, to the stadium stuff. So so there you go. No reason to to log no. on and and read the article. I gave you the nuts and bolts. I gave you. Thank you. Uh, hey, at least he's he's now living in Florida. At least he's not owning the team from yeah. 
it, you know, fifteen hundred miles away or whatever it is. Yeah, no, really, it really shows commitment to to be a full time St. Pete resident of the team that plays in St. Pete after you've owned it for fourteen, fifteen years. Go. Really, it's it was about time. It was like being in a relationship for like twelve years and without any ring. It's like okay, well, what are we? What's going on here? I, I'd rather him, quite frankly, than a St. Pete resident become a downtown Tampa or South Tampa resident, that would be, I feel like that would be better optics for possibly trying to get a stadium yes. in downtown Tampa or near Raymond James stadium or near Amelie arena or, you know, Tampa Heights, wherever it may be, but we can all dream with that. So that that's one thing. The other thing, um, and this kind of ties in with the roster discussion we had. Um, so, I mean, this is now a day and age where teams just rarely have third string catchers, right? I mean, they don't have right. third string catchers on their active roster anymore. You read it, Ulysses, the Rays only have two, Francisco Mejia and Mike Zanino. But the question is, what happens if and when Mike Zanino gets pinch hit for, Mejia comes in and he goes down and gets hurt? Who's the emergency catcher then? That is a, that is a question that might have oh, to I got be discussed it. and brought up. Okay. Who do you think that is or would be? Dude, I think Mike Brossa would be like, coach, let me. I got this. Mike Brossa looks like that guy who's like always in Cash's ear saying, no, no, seriously, if you need somebody, please let me know. I think Brossa. Yeah. Well, you would be correct on that end because Kevin Cash was asked this very question by a Fangraphs reporter in a recent zoom media interview and that is who he went to he says brasso would be considered then he also said maybe g-man Choi. g-man Choi was i think a Ooh. catcher in the minor leagues at some point but he adds this but g-man would probably end up getting hurt if we put him back there like i i'm just gonna go out and flat <laughs> say g-man Choi, all you Choi boys out there he is not going to be on the roster next already taking shots the season hasn't started already taking injury That's and health shots good at this guy. And he's probably right. Like G man Choi yeah. would find a way to get hurt back there. He has gotten hurt every year since the Rays acquired yeah. him. So yeah, I, I think uh, that's not, uh, um, you know, being too out there by cash. It's right. funny. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping that that went down pretty smooth in the clubhouse. I'm sure that it did. Yeah. No, that that's good. I, I think, you know, Brasso is just that guy, you know, he just wants mm-hmm. to play in, in, and you could see it from the, his his splits, which we've talked about. He was out there basically against right-handers as much as he was against left-handers. This guy just wants a gig. Put me anywhere. Just yeah. let me be on in the lineup. And I think he's going to be able to have a breakout season where he will earn a spot on the starting lineup. If uh, If I'm his agent, though, I'd be like, come on, can't you throw him a couple shekels here and there? give him a little bit of a bump, give him some hazard pay for stepping back there and playing catcher or going yeah. to pitcher. Just a couple the extra thousand is all we no, need. No, no, no. Yes. Just the per diem of a hundred bucks or whatever they get, you know, like, you know, just, just double it. Just put Stu, another- fly in some Chinese food from New York for Mike Brasso and after the game. Yes. That's all we need. Good. Yes. Good job. Very yes, good. That's um, but also, so last year, the emergency catcher was actually Hunter Renfro. So that's kind of an interesting tidbit there. Yeah. But I also want to push this out there. So in this kind of Q&A follow-up question about emergency catcher and third-string catcher and so on, um, Ulysses, who is a 
catcher on somebody else's roster, or this guy can play catcher, it has played catcher, that I have been knocking on the table for the Rays to find a way to acquire? I believe that would be the Venezuelan bump, which I'm very happy that you're in for this guy. Williams Astudillo needs to be a Rays player. Yes. Like today. Yes. This, this might be a little hint at the future. Maybe at some point, Williams is a future Ray because in this exchange, this Q&A exchange, when asked, Cash said this about you know having versatile guys and guys that can fill in an emergency catcher and so on. He says, mm-hmm. quote, I look at a guy like Williams as to deal with the Twins. That's a very valuable player to be able to stick him at third base, put him in right field, and catch him in the back half of the game. So, wow. hey, maybe... Something tells me he is on the radar, not saying this month, next month, or the third month, but maybe at some point down the line, Estadio could be in a double, triple XL raised uniform. Are you telling me that there's a chance that our ponderings about maybe, I think we came, you came at this maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was was during the 2019 season, off season. And you told me, hey, you know who would be nice? Asadio. And I got on that train. I was like, yes, I love this. So thank you, Cash, for being yeah. a loyal listener to uh, Locked on Race. We really do appreciate it, uh, Mr. Cash. Uh, by the way, um, Astadio, so far in spring training, he's caught in eight games, played first base in three, third base in four, and right field in two. And oh, I love apparently it. there's like, he will fit, he would fit into the Rays clubhouse because he keeps things loose. He's a fun, lovable guy. Look, look at him. He's an oversized. His nickname is Tortuga. You know, he has some fun and he's not going to be serious. Uh, uh, no, I'm all about base. Like he's living it up in the clubhouse. He's, he's, you know, putting ketchup on everything and, and going nuts and, and seeing, okay. Hey bud, how many hot dogs can you eat before the game? He's that type of character. I feel like. I'm telling you, uh, this is completely true on the, on the keeping things loose. There was a, a video on social media uh, for from the twins uh, following Nelson Cruz. And like, basically it was all Tortuga though. Cause Nelson and, and Tortuga, well, Nelson was trying to have fun with Williams and Williams was like having fun by like ignoring him. Yeah. But they have this thing that every time that he goes after a, a pop fly or a fly ball, he just takes off his hat. Williams or the the hat just you know it, it goes away so yeah no he he's a really good guy to have in the clubhouse kind of like uh G-Man Choi and Willie Adamas you know try to keep things loose like look we're we're 25 35 year olds playing a kids game and we're getting paid handsomely for it this is a pretty sweet gig let's have fun doing it yeah like yes do that because then the fans that are watching this uh on the on the screen or on, on in the stadium with their normal jobs, they want right. to see that. They want to, you know, be a part of that. And, and that, that kind of attitude is always nice to, for, for the fans to see. And he's also fun to watch at the plate. Again, we've talked about this team in trying to mm-hmm. limit and cut down on strikeouts. Across parts of three seasons, Astadio is a 294 hitter with, in 317 plate appearances, has a whopping... 13 strikeouts, just 13 strikeouts. That's like what? 5%? Yeah, that, I think that's right. I could do the quick math here, but I, I will venture to say it is the, it is very low. I think it's the lowest in all of baseball. 5% strikeout rate far people. would be the lowest 
Like that, that like people in adult Wait, softball don't, don't have that uh, strikeout no, percentage. That that's unreal. If, I mean, I, that's quick math and it's a, you know, peek behind the curtain here is it's rather early this morning, but if that's around 5%, that's unreal. Okay. We got a guy yeah. like Mike Zunino striking out 33% of the time. Is that really 5%? 4.1%. So even lower. My goodness. Yeah. Get this guy, whatever it takes. I don't care. I want you, this you guy talk, on my team. Yeah, you talk about wanting action and wanting uh, the games just become home runs and strikeouts and walks. Like, the, hello, Williams Astadio here. Let's get yeah. more of him. Let's go. Uh, into the game. Okay, very good. So it's going to happen. We, we've learned that G-Man Choi won't be on the roster for much longer. <laughs> and Williams Astadio, maybe he will be on the roster Woo-hoo. at some point. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.